0: Hey, this is Liz, and you're listening to the South CAC Syndicate Podcast.
1: Episode 11. Number 11. We're back. Correct. Temperature 87 degrees in the beautiful town of Walhalla, South Carolina. It's actually pretty nice, Uh,
2: seasonably warm, right? It's some record breaking. Well, well, last
1: week messed everybody up, right? So we got in the 60s. I woke up to 49 degrees on the mountain one morning. I was like, fall is here. Just got back from columbia columbia the other day it was 98 95 down there yeah. it's like summer's back and i think we drop again we hadn't had rain in week bristol probably two weeks
2: bristol was perfect it uh, was slightly warm during the day but you weren't sweating slightly chilly at night fire weather
1: Camping i love it all it was perfect fall is my favorite yeah favorite season yeah i agree it doesn't last long enough <clears throat> that's the problem no but i'm okay with winter too now that i'm not living in the midwest because winter in the midwest I mean, rough. Yeah, it just sucks.
2: Yeah, you got to so, bury the hatchet. It's it's terrible. Bat bat in the hatchet, not bury the hatchet. <laughs> got to bat in the hatchet. That too. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. But uh, hottest hottest summers, and coldest winters. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Illinois. Yeah, it was miserable. You had a great spring, great fall, harvest festivals going on, big deal. Like hey,
2: you still got some contacts up there for some whitetail. Mule deer or something?
1: Uh, there's no mule in Pike County. Although, no? Uh, white tails? Yep. Caleb, when you hear this, reach out to Kyle yeah. via email. Let's, let's
2: do a trip. I'd yeah. be down
1: for that 100%. So my boy Caleb up there, he's a big, big white tail guy, even bigger uh, duck guy. Oh, yeah? He loves to bird hunt. That's cool. Hunt, so. I think I would like duck hunting.
2: I've never done it, but I think I would like it.
1: I talked about heading up there and doing duck hunt. I lived up there 15 years, yeah. never sat in a deer stand. And uh, never, never flooded a field with yep. a duck on.
2: We'll see. Uh, we'll see how this year goes. This is my first year with a bow, and I've already told Savannah she can sit in the stand with me tomorrow. Not tomorrow, Saturday morning. So, yeah. uh,
1: we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I've got, uh, and there's some outfitters up there. If you want to pay to play, then you can do that. I well, I had I had a trip lined up for Kentucky, uh,
2: n- end of November, and they ran out of spots. My brother-in-law going. They go every year. And yeah. So I guess that they had already kind of allowed four spots for him. Yeah. I think I was like the fifth guy or something. Yeah. And then
1: when you hit him up there. Like, like a lodge hunt, like where it's all-inclusive. Yes. Dude, I, I mean, I love to fly fish. That's about all I'll do by myself. Yeah. I love to hunt. But there's nothing like a all-inclusive trout trip. Or I go to South Dakota every year. Yeah, So that's coming up here next month. And
2: Yeah, I think he says they – you know, stands everything they give you their your own, you know, forty hundred. I don't know how many acres, but they, each group has their own acreage to yeah. hunt. So nobody's yeah, yeah. like coming all in top on of you. each other. Yeah. yeah, and then you bring them back. They, you know, they process the deer for you. They oh, cook sweet. you dinner. They everything's all all inclusive. So yeah,
1: South Dakota. Our pheasant hunts that way, and, and you don't pay, or I'm like you definitely pay for it, but you don't worry about anything. While if, you're there. If you want a special bourbon or whiskey for your trip, they will make sure it's there on site when uh, you arrive. Sweet. It is every single thing you can think of included. Is
2: that the one I ever heard you planning with your father-in-law? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. yeah Neil actually got me invited on that trip, and now it's just like, you're, taking oh, it you're over. coming every year. Yeah. Let's go. Let's do this. So, right on. Me and Bruce, there's about six of us to go every year. It's just, I wouldn't. Never in a million years would I thought me and you'd be sitting here talking about what we're <laughs> talking about right now. Well, I was listening to um, episode ten on our way back from Columbia, and I even said, if anybody knew Kyle in high school or grew up with Kyle and thought we would ever talk deer hunting yeah. <laughs> or bows, like, they'd just be shaking their head, going, "No yeah. way." I'd
2: I mean, lie. I enjoy all of it. I've I've always enjoyed fishing. I just never make time to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, especially the kind that you do, because it it's a little more commitment level. You have to actually drive and hike and yeah, yeah. Yeah, get, yeah, yeah. get in the water, like. My kind of fishing right now is where I can take my boys to a farm pond and throw a bobber out. A, a buddy of mine's pond. You know, we'll mm-hmm. fish with lures or whatnot. But like my thing is I'd hate to spend three hours getting to the place where you fish. Oh yeah. And then the boys last ten minutes. Oh, yeah. I'm hungry, dad, or I'm <clears throat> and then it's like, you know, whereas I can take them to a farm pond. It's in. Yeah. When they're done, we're out. Yeah. You know, and they've they've got their fill.
1: So anyway. They'll grow up. Yeah, they will. You're right. They'll grow up. So follows in the air. That's good. That's good. So today, we had a special guest planned, and right at the last minute, I uh, had a cancellation. Really last minute? Like uh, probably 15 minutes before uh, go yeah. time. Yep. Had a cancellation, uh, but we will have him back on soon.
2: I will and- tell you, speaking of that, just a little side note. I think, you know, when we decided to start this this podcast, I think uh, arranging guests was not something that I felt like was going to be an issue. Yeah,
1: and it has been yeah. our biggest challenge. And one of them, yeah, but one of the things we don't do is go far off in the calendar, right? Because yeah, but even if we did, like today, yeah, 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 you, so, uh, we'd have had it. We'd have had a cancellation either way with this, yeah. and this one was a, a just a uncontrollable circumstance. Right, but I don't mind guests, 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 Jared and Kyle. Yeah, because when we started the podcast, like you said, it was like, oh, we can have guests in, but we really, in my mind, we started to be a conversation uh, between, between Kyle and Jared. Yeah. So I, I don't mind these days. Um, I always get something out of when we do have a guest. And last week got bourbon. Yeah, right, fantastic. I almost brought it back today.
2: <laughs> oh, we have something on the show. Well, right I almost there. brought, I almost brought some of that. Not Pappy, what was it? The uh, the
1: Rip. Rip, yeah. But I didn't Yeah, because I didn't so, have enough to
2: share. I would have yeah. felt bad if I would have brought it and just, you know. Yeah, gently.
1: and so I, as we were listening to Kutu's um, podcast on the way back from Columbia, he said something about South CAC Mojo. Man, it's a thing. Yeah. Man, I had a closing this week. Yeah, congrats right. on that. It's a thing. That's right. Mojo's
2: good. You got another one coming up soon, don't you? Don't you have 10 books in a row?
1: Yeah, I've, I've had two in the past. I don't know, 20 days. This one and that one? Yeah. Oh, so they're already both closed. Yeah, well, the front end. Gotcha. And then I've owner financed it for them. Gotcha, gotcha, And then gotcha. We'll, yeah. we'll do two more closings after the first year. Yeah, But it's weird because this is the first real estate on Main Street, Wahala, that I've ever let go of. And yeah. I thought I'd feel bad about it.
2: Well, the in your defense, you didn't have any sentimental value on both of those.
1: Not really. None.
2: Like, you... I mean, in my personal opinion, you know, you didn't have you you bought them for your own reasons. That's right. But you didn't have any like sentimental. I you didn't have a big
1: idea, in either one of them really. Yeah. You yeah know, which, yeah. which is what you had in these. Yeah. And I kept the air rights to the other one. Yeah. So which, which is, is why is the you only bought reason it. Yeah. I bought that that first one it was just for the rooftop. Yeah. And so I kept that in the closing either way. It was a no brainer. Yeah. Uh, I feel all parties involved feel like everybody won. They I think got, everybody they got did what win. they want. No, I got what I want. I think
2: everybody won. I think.
1: And Wahala won the most. Yeah. Right? Because now we have legitimate upper class or upper level comps for anything else to be Not manageable. only that, it's
2: not just a leased space where mm-hmm. it's going to road, the door is going to rotate. Like both of those people are going to have businesses they of own, their own. in right. those buildings. They're going to stay there. They're going to, they're going to, you know, be, yeah. they're going to continue the staple right here in, in Wahala That's right. and just a make big it. Deal. Yeah. It's a big
1: deal. Wahala's well, growing Motor Lookout, man. Yeah, I hear you. We need to get him on. Seneca is 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 can't just can't keep up. And we need to get Mulder on. And we ain't even talking about what council or administrator's doing, right? It's just straight up private equity groups moving the the needle here.
2: Well, I mean that goes back to not anything against, you know, our government officials cuz I think the ones locally are doing a pretty good job. You know, at least ones you just spoke of um, but I still think that government in any form move so much slower and, and less efficient drives me insane than, than private equity. And, I, you know, the best way, in my personal opinion, you know, a lot of people don't like capitalism because they feel like somebody's making all the money, but they are, but but that's fine. Because when they make, when they're doing what they do, they grow everything where, ev- you know, all those, that, that rising tide lifts all boats. Oh, no doubt. Right. So it's, it's, everybody gets to take advantage of that. They may not be, you know, one person might be making the most, but they're putting in all the risk, they're putting in all the work, and everybody else gets to float with it. People think capitalism is just a like
1: bad word. Yeah, I think it's a good word. So just to clarify, the true de- definition of capitalism is an economic and political system in which a country's or city's trade and industry are controlled by private owners for profit rather than by the state. Yeah. That's it. So I think people have a
2: problem. we talked about this with, with Kutu.
3: Yeah,
2: People have a problem with other people's success and there's something wrong. It. There's something wrong with that.
3: Yeah.
2: Right. Now I get that there are nooks and crannies of people who get left behind and it's not fair. I get that. But what I will tell you is in a, in a capitalist society, you know, that where it's working properly and the, and the people that are, that are building that society are doing the right thing. Like the ones we're talking about, like sure. b- what we do, you know? Sure. I think everybody benefits. I don't care what level it is. Even if it's down to the, the lowest level, those people are getting more help in that society versus if one person controlled the whole thing and there was no growth. Mm-hmm. You know, the food banks wouldn't be as good. The churches wouldn't be as, as profitable. The, you know, the tithing that comes into the churches, gotcha. which then flows out to the community, wouldn't be as good. I mean, you look at it from every single aspect of, of that community it
1: benefits from it growing, no matter how it grows. That's right. As long as you stay growing, right? Yeah. So the biggest thing that can kill a town is when old money stays in place, not stays in play, but stays in place. So, or they if, don't. If you've got an owner, and in a small town, and they own more than fifty percent of the the retail buildings or housing. On Main Street, yeah, and they're not doing anything with it, and they're not doing anything with it. Cities get scared, stagnant. Of that. That's right. Yeah, that doesn't help anybody. Yeah. Oh, right. when old money gets stagnant, yeah, that's right. So that doesn't help anybody. But other than that, it's like when new money comes in, it's like flowers pop up out of yeah. nowhere. The trees get greener. Like people are, and I remember when I bought in 2015, we were just coming in here, and there was nobody on the sidewalks. Yeah. All right, So, you know. Yeah, I mean,
2: it wasn't a town you, you felt like you wanted to go visit.
1: No, it, it was a town that I felt like I wanted to give back to. Yeah. Because it needed yeah. giving back to. This
2: town was not one that you just uh, had an interest to just go walk town. If I wasn't from here, I'd never come here. Yeah. But now it's one of those towns where I'm like, man, it'd be cool to live <clears throat> right there. Sure. Now, you know, the thing is, too, is what you have is you have, you have those people that are invested in a town. You know, they have skin in the game. Then you have elected officials that don't have any skin in the game most times that want to make ordinances or rules for those towns. Cracks me up. That doesn't benefit.
1: Because the most benefit's going to come.
2: Yeah. The, be- the best benefit is going to come from those folks who
1: actually have skin in the game. We have risk. We have a lot of yeah. risk. And so when, when desk clerks want to make rules or regulations without even speaking to the one the people who yeah. invested over a million bucks or invested any bucks. Yeah.
2: Well, what's sad is that really the town, the townspeople, the, the the building owners should
1: control what happens. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because that, yeah, yeah. I agree. They basically own the town. Yeah, yeah. They say that we put a hurt on this town. I think the town put a hurt on itself. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, The town definitely put it hard on itself. They, sh- they should work it like a business.
2: You know, if you have- you have oh, ex-
1: don't, like, you- I totally agree, but here's the first thing that everybody will say. You can't run a municipality or, I've heard Miss Brock say, or a county like a business. No offense to anybody. You can't in there, run it like a business, but this is the way I look at it. Well, go ahead. Finish it up, because I think- you're, you're gonna- Your business points are still the same. Yeah. You got to balance your budget at the end of the year. You got to give incentives out yeah. to, to grow- You've got to be able to be willing to scale. Yeah. And you've got to have vision. Everything that, that we do in our business is the same thing that a city or municipality needs to do. Yeah. Because yeah. when we're investing so much of our livelihood in here, we're not the only ones that benefit. Yeah. The people that walk up and down the streets benefit. The city gets more tax revenue. Yeah. The assessment goes up because we've raised the millage rate. Right. All the city looks at it's going to cost me more money. Because we've got more people, I need more police officers. Yeah, we've got See, more housing. I need more water meters, and they look at it like a pain in their ass instead of an opportunity. Yeah, and, and it is an that's opportunity. That's what truly yeah. is aggravating. See, and the
2: problem is too, because if you ain't careful, you can kill a town, yeah. and it'll go the opposite way. And now you, you don't have anything. You don't yeah. have a budget. You don't have because yeah. you're broke
1: by putting ridiculous ordinances yeah. in.
2: See, my thing is, they and I'm not talking about this town in particular, but just in general. Yeah. Their job is should be to make sure that everything's safe, secure, infrastructure is up to par, that's right, like all that stuff. And then business wise, they should kind of let it be free, free reign unless it crosses one of those things. If it if it interferes with security or if it interferes with infrastructure. Sure. Right. But I mean, let it grow, let it be, let it turn into what it should be, right? I think the best towns in the world, cities, small cities, they've all, the reason that the best ones are the best is because they've done that. The communities come together. Mm-hmm. They've built this mm-hmm. town. Most of them have a theme or whatnot to them, right?
1: Yeah, that's right.
2: And then, so anyway,
1: kind of off tangent. No, I like where we're going with that, though. Yeah. So they actually named this little greenway. <laughs> they named it. Oh, yeah. Ketterman, no. Ketterman Way. Ketterman Way. It's uh like uh Wahala Walter Weger. <laughs> Walla Weggy. Why <What? laughs> really? It's so, yeah, it's some kind of uh G- we're a German town, yeah. Right? With a lot of German heritage. So um one of the names Wahala Wanderweg. So was it was it voted on, or somebody just said no? Nope, really I'm sure council voted on it. It's fine, uh, but wonder why it's called Wonderweg. The word Wonderweg is German for trail or footpath.
2: Oh, that makes sense. It kind of makes sense.
1: Well, holla, Yeah. So back back to what I was kind of
2: talking about. You know, if you if you own a lot of shares in a business, uh, you get a voting you get voting rights. Yep. What that business does. That's right. And I think business owners in town should be the same way. They should take... Makes total sense. They should take the total value of the entire town. They know that Mm -hmm. because they charge you taxes based on that value. That's right. And then they should break you up based on how much of that value you you own and you get that much voting rights. Now, that may be towards elected officials, right? Mm -hmm. That may be towards ordinances Mm -hmm. that are going to pass, whatever
1: happened. I know. That's what it should be, though. Or at least, not voting right, but opinion right. At least let me speak my piece, right? But not in public comments. So every council meeting they have, or any town have, I'm not just picking here. Yeah, but, um, there's a chance for the public to stand up and 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 say their piece. Well, nine times out of ten, a, a, a citizen will speak, and then the council does not have to answer or reply. Yeah, it's so they're just public silent comment. Yeah, it's just silent. It is what it is. Yeah, and they move on sometimes never addressing the issue ever
2: yeah never bring it up nothing
1: right not just in city it goes county it goes from most boards Any, anywhere there's public elected officials right yeah the other the other not confusing and I'm not even gonna say I disagree with it but it it's a talking point. I don't have a vote in Wahala for our elected officials right I don't, and I, is that because you're out of? I'm out of city limits? But you own business here. That doesn't... Doesn't matter. Really. Yeah. says we're wrong are well, I. And like I said before, I said that statement. It's not that I disagree with it. It's not that I agree with it. It's just sometimes I'm over here just what, beating my head against the wall. Well, let, me and I don't you, have, let me ask you this, though. Do you pay city tax? I property pay, tax? I pay property tax. I pay accommodations tax. I pay so water bill. You I sh- pay utility. I pay a lot to the city of Ohio.
2: You should get some kind of living rights, I yeah, would think. You should, but you don't. Yeah. Well, I guess it's too... It's because it's confusing... You know everything has to in voting everything has to funnel through a certain form well, yeah. format right and if yeah. you live here this is how, this is who you are, and this is how this works for you Yeah, we but, can't give you this and that no that's right
1: Then so, I would dare to say that's a state mandate right if you don't live in the city limits, you don't get a vote so that's probably maybe even i
2: heard i heard a rumor <laughs> okay. moved to walla
1: I did buy a house on main street <laughs> <laughs> we do have an election yeah. coming up uh I won't uh, I wasn't, I was talking about so you can run. Yeah. I was too.
2: Oh, I thought you meant just so you could vote here. No. Oh,
1: I won't, uh, I won't confirm. Yeah. Or deny. All right. Or deny. Yeah. It's, hey, too, it's too soon. I feel you. And Megan's got an election coming up. I think
2: he'd be a fabulous role in whatever that was within.
1: Well, there's a city. lot of seats coming up here in our, our small town. Yeah. At this election. So. I know I know two seats, I, I know two guys that are going to fill two seats or are going to run, and I feel pretty confident they're going to get in. I don't feel that I have to serve. As long as you can help your. As long as my my fellow man, who I put yeah. a lot of trust and respect in. That thinks is, the way you do about ser- the city. Is yeah. serving. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so. if you,
2: listen, if you can get, if you can help get people on that in those seats that see this city the way you see it. Yep. It's a win. You don't, And then you don't even have to do the work necessarily.
1: Yeah, and they're also invested in town. Yeah. So it's like... It makes sense to support our friends that can do a good job and they're relocating their families to Main Street or they're already here in yeah. the city limits than it does for me to come off the mountain Yeah. just to run and move to Main Street and then just have a vacation home in Mountain Rest. That, yeah. doesn't, that doesn't make much sense. But I'm to the point now where... If I don't trust who's in the seat to do the, the job. Yeah. I mean, your livelihood's at stake. at stake. Well, I've always said if you have the ability, then you have the responsibility to make a difference. Yeah. In any aspect. And this is one of those aspects where it really does make sense. I have the ability. <sighs> do I have the responsibility to do this? Not if I've got respectable people in those seats.
2: Well, your responsibility may not be you. Your responsibility may be to help
1: I, i'm not i'm not i, I agree yeah, i agree with that 100 right. that's right
2: so as long as you as long as you make change in some form or fashion doesn't that's necessarily right. have to
1: mean you're sitting in that seat but that's right i was talking to uh so, so i come back from columbia had a meeting with our yeah how did that um, go amazing lieutenant governor yeah, the other it, day i want to hear about it so we're sitting in her office talking uh, actually talking main street stuff right, right. and uh economic impact of Small business in the state of South Carolina, and, and to be honest, for our state of South Carolina, small business is the fabric of South Carolina. So a lot of think people think we're a manufacturing state, and we are. BMWs here, Boeing's here. Big, big. These are not yeah, small yeah. companies, but where South Carolina lives and breeds are the 400 companies that support BMW. Right. Machine shops, paint shops, manufacturing, right, making
2: seats, making seat belts, making.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So. Good talk, but being in the state House being in, and so nobody's in session so we got to go through um, the House chambers, Senate chamber uh, chambers. it was really cool um, but it really just put me in a political mindset for a minute. yeah so on the way back it's only two and a half two and a half hours there maybe yeah two and a half hours. So on the way back, I just was on the phone a good bit with some other people who are elected officials already um, county, state, other counties, other states. Just telling my experience and blah, blah, blah. And then one one of the guys said, um, I don't know how we got on the topic. He said, we need to end the super PAC, And if you don't live, let's take the city, because we're talking about city right yeah. now. If you don't live in the city, you shouldn't be allowed to give money to people, to officials that are running for the for the city. Yeah, because what interest do you have in what they're doing? That's right. Yeah. If you don't live in the state then you shouldn't be able to give money to the people that are running for houses. Yeah. And or have a business there. Because I kind of get the business side of it, right? I get the business side, but it brings up, we wouldn't have super PAC money or war chest yeah, if the people in the municipality could only raise for those people. Yeah. But to your point, the people that have invested a good bit should have some kind of sponsorship towards the people yeah. that they think is going to do a good job managing their asset right, and their vision of growth, but uh, enjoyed Columbia, had a good dinner. Yeah. So I talked to you a little bit on your way back or after you got back, I
2: guess, and uh, it spawned some ideas from some upcoming episodes that we think will be very entertaining, so stay tuned for that. We've got, what, two guests, potentially-
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I spoke with Gresham Barrett. A lot of people listening to our particular podcast would know our former congressman, uh, Gresham Barrett. And I really just—I'm standing in the state house under the big dome, and I'm looking at all these quotes on the wall and all these oil-painted pictures, and it just takes you back. And and I did the same thing when I went to the Capitol in Washington. And it's like people just don't talk that way anymore. Yeah. And I'm well, sp- people don't feel that way anymore.
2: The way you felt in that building. Oh, my God. Like Washington Patriotic. Your, what? Yeah. Your my, level of patriotism went
1: my, way up. When Gresham gave us a tour of our United States Capitol, and uh, we went through the whole thing, and he's a former congressman, so he, there's no room we didn't have access to. right? And the quotes on the wall and the floor and the rotunda, man, I – I came out of there more of an American than I have yeah. ever been. So when it got stormed, right, and the guy in the buffalo, yeah, hit, yeah. man, I was so pissed off because he like, it was a, it was I was a, just pissed. Yeah, we went in after dinner, probably ten thirty at night, and had to go through three checkpoints. Yeah, you say stormed though, they, they were like, let in. Yeah, because we man. had to go through three checkpoints yeah. at eleven o'clock. Come at night. on, now. nobody got in that place, no. right? So I'm saying, well, the
2: fact that getting in is one thing. But the fact that they let dude just sit up there and take pictures is another thing. Like, if it was truly secure, have, they'd have
1: been they'd been tackling him in the... I don't hallways. have faith in yeah. my federal government after that. Yeah. If they can't protect their own house, how are they protecting them They can mine? protect it. They didn't want to. They just let them in. So being in the state house, I felt more of a South Carolinian than I've ever felt yeah. in my life. I even told Megan that day, I was like, you know, I feel this really strong need to serve yeah and she's like well have fun in Columbia because I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not doing I'm not doing that they need to move it ain't doing that you know, it's you're a, crazy it's,
2: it's kind of a catch 22 because you know this country has things that we're not proud of just like every country I mean of course everything goes comes down to, and, and you know history plays out in a way where you know you realize those things weren't weren't right but I also feel like everybody should be Extremely educated on the history of this country for
1: that exact reason that you felt in that state house. Amen. I agree. You know. And so I was telling somebody on one of the phone calls it was um, gosh, you're gonna run for house or senate and all that. And I'm I'm not thinking that. I'm just thinking if I have the ability, then I have the responsibility. Is it state? Is it local more local than that? Yeah.
2: See, I the your personality though is a big player, Mm -hmm. you know. I see. You, and I don't know. I mean, I don't know what you would do because you like your free time too. That's right. But you have the personality of I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it big.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, you just like if I want it. If you want it, if right? If I want exactly. It. Right. Yeah. So anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you no, thought. no. It's totally fine. But um, having that conversation was: Do I serve state? Do I serve local? It's uh, um, it's it's a tough question. Yeah. Um, And then I was talking to uh, another politician here in Oconee, and he also was going to be a guest with us and just full of value. And he was like, you know, we just need more godly people. Yeah. Whether they serve at the state or not, if everybody was just more Christ-like, man, we'd be so much better off. That is true. So just a lot of stuff to think about.
2: Yeah. So I think religion's big. I'm not going to say like, now, you have a lot of people that don't believe anymore. But if you just had those values, mm-hmm. whether you believed or not, mm-hmm. it, would, it would do a lot of change.
1: That's right. Right? We, we, we have an instruction manual. Right. Yeah. God, right. God gave us an instruction book. It's called right. the Bible. That's right. It right? says, right. If all we are to do is to love our neighbor, then yep. we wouldn't do anything else. Yep. Yeah. Right? We wouldn't steal because we love our neighbor. Right. right. Exactly. You know, yeah. we wouldn't yeah. kill because we love our like it just Paul uh Paul made so much sense when he said all that. Yeah. And uh, I'm excited. I don't wanna steal some of his glory because I'm definitely gonna have that conversation. It's gonna, be a great, with it. it's gonna be a great podcast. That's gonna be a good one. Yeah. And he's he's gonna be on real soon. Um do you wanna step in here? Step in here.
2: You wanna take a break? Let's take a break real quick.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be fine. Pay some bills. A we word. got we got a surprise guest. A word from our sponsors.
0: Are you looking for the perfect vacation spot for your next adventure? Whether it's hiking beautiful waterfalls, mountain biking Stump House Park, wake surfing on Lake Kiwi, or jamming at your favorite concert, Megan Ketterman with Oconee Hospitality has beautiful homes available for short-term rental in Oconee County, South Carolina. Contact Megan today to book your next vacation stay at www.oconeehospitality.com. Are you looking to make Lake Kiwi your destination? Work with local license expert, Rhea Land-Smith, your certified resort and second home specialist at Lake Kiwi Real Estate. Servicing buyers and sellers since 2013, Rhea is your local expert helping you navigate the real estate waters of Kiwi. Let Rhea make your life a vacation. Call 864-710-9547. And remember, Land is her middle name.
1: We're back. Okay, we had a, um, we had a surprise guest pop in. I'll let you introduce this guest. Out of nowhere, um, and she's a great friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> we met a couple, uh, I don't know, five and a half years ago or so. New Year's? I was there. New Year's, 20-something teen. Yeah. And uh, on a blind date, she heard about the Lake House New Year's parties, and uh, she showed up. Was there a phone booth there? I mean, no. a photo booth?
2: Not <laughs> no a phone booth.
1: <laughs> was there a photo booth there? No. no it wasn't that year. No, it wasn't that year. It was after that. And then, uh, so, uh, after that, I asked her if she wanted to go on a date. And, ladies and gentlemen, my bride, Megan McPhail Ketterman. How are you, Megan? I wish I had
2: applause over here. I did <laughs> yeah. the button. How are you, Megan? I'm
1: good. Good. Glad- so, we're going to have Megan on
2: some other podcasts in the future. She just walked in and it kind of fit because you... With this man at the state house. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I'm sure you have some insights on what we're talking
1: about. Yeah. So she was out when uh, I said the part about, I told Megan, I was like, I just, I need to serve on a state level. And she was like, well, have fun in Columbia. Yes. Yeah. I'm not coming. Col- I would not live in Columbia. Mm-hmm. And I just, I can't. I mean, maybe not, but it's only from January to May. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> that, hey, that's when you need your plane. That is when I need my plane. Yeah. If you, see, this makes sense for me to have an airplane. It's all coming together. Again. What okay. do you think about that?
0: Yeah, maybe. Um, I would like to see him really find something that he's passionate about and go that route.
1: Yeah, Right. I was talking about the plane. He felt yeah, that that's well, what well, I was well, thinking well. about. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, just she had a fit when I bought her new Ranger today. <laughs> like a fit? Well, I mean, you don't need to. That's nope, right.
0: We're selling one.
1: So... Um, we're talking about the response. If you have the ability, you should have the responsibility. Megan is also an elected official here in Oconee County, so uh, serving on the school board,
2: mm-hmm. doing a
1: fine job.
0: Well, thank right. you.
1: Doing a fine job, and we were talking. So one of the things I, was, I meant to say, when you're standing in that room, even in Washington, yeah, right, Washington more so than our state capital of South Carolina, but both times I'm in our capital buildings. You know, and I just had this passion about man, I just want to serve and make a difference for the, for my for community. everybody. Yeah, yeah. Right. For everybody. What I can't figure out is why we have people like Pelosi and Maxine Waters and all these other people that just are they just, I mean, wanna, they just wanna make I don't understand yeah. their thought process. Like if if you go into it and you lose your vision of of why you started serving, right? <clears throat> then then get out of the way. Yeah. Right, there's, it's a control there, thing. There's generations, uh, many generations before them or after them, so to speak. Yeah. That, that could serve and do a better better job. And I, go
2: ahead. Don't you think though? In those kind of and that, listen, it's a tough job. So I'm not like discrediting anybody that does that, right? But don't you feel like there's it's both ends of the spectrum? It's never people in the middle. It's always the ones that either really want to help Mm -hmm. or the ones that really want control, Mm -hmm. right? There's nothing usually. Or are really bought. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah, Because because
2: a lot
1: of our politicians that start. That comes comes on the control side, I think. But they start bought. Yeah. right. This is what we were talking about before Megan got in about super PACs. Like, I think they just need to go away. Yeah. Right. And if you don't live in that county, then you don't get to give anybody that's running for an election money in that county. Like, or you're invested. I don't, I don't it, there's a fine it's line It's a tough, there. it's a tough And deal. it'll never, we're not trying to change that law. It'll never change. Right. But right. I remember when Megan started running for her campaign, it was like, oh, I got to buy signs. I got, there is startup cost mm-hmm. to run a good quality campaign. And we had uh, James Myers on a couple episodes ago, who does a lot of the copywriting and writing, wrote a lot of the content for Megan. So Megan's really good about just, throwing all our thoughts on a wall. And he put them together. And Jim's really good, or James is really good about just sorting them out and making them what they yeah. need to be. Megan ran one of the strongest campaigns that I've ever seen. If she wanted to be a president and ran that same campaign, it, it, it would be yeah. uh, it'd be pretty impressive. So what were some of the struggles that you didn't see coming during your run? Yeah, because you were running against an incumbent,
0: yeah. right? There was, I was. That
2: was pretty well known. Yeah, I mean he yeah. was he was good himself.
3: Sure.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So that was a it was a tough sell.
0: Well, and so let me back up and and tell the story of I was a classroom teacher for six years. I taught agricultural education. So um, <clears throat> what influenced You were an me, ag teacher? I was. Really?
2: I didn't know that. You didn't know that? No. PhD, baby. Man. All right, go ahead. Sorry yeah, to interrupt. So
0: I taught high school agricultural education, had, you know, hundred kids a day. Um, a hugely successful FFA chapter. I mean, we were top five in the country. I mean, it was a phenomenal program that that I was blessed to become a part of. And so, what that community did and those students did for me, I, I can't tell you. I, I hope they learned something in my classroom, yeah. but I know I walked away learning more from them every single day than they could have. I could have ever taught them. So, I remember. Being in my classroom one morning, and I got an email from my principal that said, hey, we want to bring the school board by your classroom today. And I'm like, oh, my God. I don't have standards posted. I don't have my lesson plans yeah. written. Shit, i got to sweep the floors. Gotta, <laughs> I've got to, I've got to, I mean, and, and you know, in an ag class, in an FFA chapter, I had four greenhouses. I had a whole garden. I have a nursery landscape area. We grew 1,200 moms. I mean, it was a huge I had an acre and a half for for these students to run around on. So when he emailed me, I'm like, "Oh my gosh! I've literally got to corral these kids into their desks in the middle of class and try to figure out what to do with them." That's while not that's the not a class though. I know,
2: you know. That's so my opinion.
0: Well, it wasn't because they were out there in the greenhouse; they were doing what they needed to do, and I'm just, you know, trying to to uh, teach some lessons the hands-on lessons that right. i had I classes well, the ones they need right well so in my mind as the teacher i'm like freaking out like oh my god i've got to get these kids in school or in their class in in reality what they were doing was they he wanted to show the school board what real education was and he that's why he brought them to my classroom
2: and you putting them in the classroom was not what he was wanting right, right.
0: Yeah. and so you know i laugh about that now because that is what inspired me the most to want to be a leader for my education system and our future children. Because at that moment in time, I remember where I was in my classroom in 2010 and I said, that's the kind of leader I want to be one day. I will be on school board wherever it, it, it may be. I didn't know I was going to end up back here at home in Oconee County, South Carolina. And it just so happened that life turned turned me that way, and and I was blessed um, with the ability to come home. And in 2020, I was able to run, but I knew from so long ago that that was that was my vision. Yeah. That was when what Megan I- and
1: I met, <clears throat> and we started having those. Oh hey, so tell me what your yeah. favorite hobbies are, and then like what are our your aspirations? date, I remember saying, "What do you see yourself in five years?" She's like, "I want to start on a school board." It wasn't. I want to be a millionaire. I want to be in real estate. I want to do something else in my life. I want to be Chick. on a school board. Check, and that was it. There was yeah. no other thing. And so now that that's done, you could ask Megan, "What do you want to do next five years?" I, I don't
2: to, know. I want to change kids' I lives. I want to
1: stay on school board. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I will tell you. For me, um, my ag teacher was probably the most. Influential teacher that I had throughout high school, Morrison, Mr. Morrison. Yeah, no doubt,
0: absolutely. And For
2: a hundred percent of kids.
0: Well, and that is in yes this, in
2: Mojave. I would say that almost anybody that took one year of his class, you bet, mm-hmm. would say that.
0: And that's the beauty of of career and technical education, whether it be ag or automotive or culinary or whatever. Those are the classes that real world skills are taught in, and so all the things that you guys talk about that school failed you. Yes, education does fail a lot of students, but they find that niche in career and tech education to learn people skills, to learn the value of a handshake and eye contact, and you know, getting up from from a, a seat and pushing it under, and the respect of, you know, what to wear to a certain dinner. How or to whatever. cook a steak? Well, yeah, I can. Yeah. Did
1: you take FFA? I wasn't a member. All right, I guess you didn't you don't have t- a blue jacket? You no. don't take FFA, do you? No, you're yeah. just a member you of it. You have yeah.
0: to join as part of the ad yeah, yeah. class or whatever.
1: I didn't. I, d- so, I didn't either. But I made up for it because Lawton did. Yeah, so I'm, when I didn't know much about FFA. Yeah. And then Megan, we're dating, and she's like, oh, there's an FFA conference, and I hadn't been in a while. Do you want to go? Like, yeah, I guess. Dude, it was like one of the conferences in my professional career. Like Aldine was yeah. pumping out, like kids just running around. And then the structure,
2: super structured. Oh the most my structured. Gosh. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe Jay, the ROTC, might be the only
1: one that would compete.
0: Yeah, I would. I, would I was say, so
1: impressed at what these kids were learning. And yeah. it's those kids that will be. Leaders. Literally, the yes. next leaders of of where we're going. Hundred percent.
0: Well, and so what's what's ironic about my situation is I grew up on a farm in on a huge family farm in the area. I didn't take agriculture or FFA because I lived it. I wanted to be in a different profession, yeah. and my parents encouraged that. So I went a medical type of route, you know, right out of high school. But in even in high school, I I stayed away because just was so short-sighted as a teenager we all are as teenagers you know we we look back and we're dumb and so I then think back I never got a blue jacket I never got a chapter award or a state award or you know uh, any of those level of opportunities that I was able to see when I became an ag teacher and well, I that's looked,
2: because it's Future Farmers of America, and you're like, I'm already a I'm
1: farmer. Are, I'm well, not a future farmer. Actually, I am a farmer of America.
0: They changed the name, so it's now no longer Future Farmers of America. It's the National FFA Organization. Yeah, but so, what does FFA mean? It Come did. On now, I mean, Ellie. yes, it was founded to be the Future Farmers of America, and and I tell I told my kids all the time, you know, don't be short-sighted to think that this is not where you fit in. We This is an all-inclusive organization yeah. of students, and I don't care if you you know, want to grow flowers or paint pictures or be a photographer. I've got room for you in my classroom.
2: That's right. You, can, you might go on to be the next CEO of a bank. I think if, there's things
1: from your ag class absolutely. and FFA that they'll take with them absolutely. for sure. I think FFA does a better job of teaching soft skills than oh, entrepreneurial oh, yeah. uh, electives absolutely. in oh, yeah. high schools today. Yes. Right. Do they even have that in high schools? We have an entrepreneur, on, uh, on, yeah.
0: entrepreneur class.
1: Yeah, what yeah. do they teach though? Good question. Not the soft school part. And it's more of the business side. I, I've never looked at the curriculum. I, I'm not sure.
2: I think it's- Can we, we're, we're old, but can we like follow along? Is that something that we can do nowadays? Well,
0: you can call the teacher and say, yeah, hey, so I want to be a guest our, speaker.
1: A, a friend of ours teaches that. So I can definitely ask her. And she'd be definitely willing to- She want to be on open. a podcast?
0: It's things about business Maybe. plans and, yeah. you know- well, that's,
1: that's what I was Marketing. thinking. Marketing. Yeah.
0: I was
2: thinking to be more of the business side. That's right. But what what Jared's saying, and we've talked about this in past podcasts for is entrepreneurship is about relationships Uh and those soft skills that we were just talking about. Right. That's that's how you meet the people that are going to teach you the things you need to know. Right. You don't necessarily need to know. I mean, it's not a bad thing to learn business plans and and, and just to see how things work. Mm -hmm. But where you really learn is in the trenches. And the way you get in the trenches is you got to meet those people.
0: That's right, but going back to your question, I don't even think I, I started with Not my story, and I skirted the question, but some of the challenges that I you know encountered in running that I didn't even expect to was, um, you know, when people call me even today, and Jared is witness to this, when there is nearly an emergency in our in our school system, and people are looking to me to find the answer and get their child the answer that they need. You know, we are a governing body of policies and budget. The day-in and day-out job is of the administration and the building leadership. So I don't want to micromanage. I can't micromanage from a school board perspective. But what I can do is give children and their parents a voice. And I pride myself on laying awake at night some nights and something bothering me so stressful because I want to be their voice for
2: them
1: yeah what, what would the, you say to somebody good
2: for you though that's what you, that's what you should do that, that's, that's right yeah yeah
1: what would you say to somebody and take school take the title school board out what would you say to somebody who was interested in running for an elected seat whether it be city council County council a board seat for a company or what what would you what would what advice would you give somebody that is looking to make a difference and get elected?
0: I think the first thing is somebody okay. has to be so grounded in their why that you mm. you don't forget your why even w- in the hardest of moments. Won't waver. I mean, this, kind of, waver. this is
2: kind of full circle from what we talked about in the beginning because no doubt. you have city officials that run and they want to make the city their city. Mm. When in reality, they should be the voice for the people who
1: work, mm-hmm. live, mm-hmm. and operate in that city. That should be their job. Most of our elected officials here... Um, don't own businesses within city limits. They do live in city limits. So kudos to them. Like I don't care if you're a terrible elected official. You got elected. I yeah. respect your seat just because of that alone. But you gotta be a voice for everybody, not just because But you can't just yeah. pick your thing. Yeah. Well, you right? can't just you gotta be open minded to, to
2: everybody's thing. Yeah. You gotta make it you gotta try to make it the city that for everyone.
1: That's why we don't have and there's a big difference between strong mayor and weak mayor. Right. So in some cases, strong mayor means that the mayor cannot supersede council. I don't even know why you have a council at that point. Yeah. Maybe just to give opinion. Weak mayor means he only gets a vote if there's a tie on both sides.
2: So strong mayor, are they elected by council, though? So that's the only control they're council elect, has?
1: They're elected
2: by citizens. Or I'm, I guess appointed would be the way. Because some of them are appointed by council,
1: right?
3: Mm-mm.
0: Mm-mm. No. Our city council the
1: is all bylaws The bylaws. But in some cities, is it not like that? The bylaws of the municipality are pre-written. From way back when and they figured out whether we wanted a strong mayor or a weak mayor. Mostly around here. We're a strong mayor government or a weak mayor government, I'm sorry. Yeah. There are some municipalities. So the time mayor. vote. Mm-hmm. That's it. So are you gonna run again?
0: Absolutely. Twenty twenty four. Megan Ketterman.
1: I heard that. Have you ever had any aspirations, Kyle, to get it not just I'd say get involved, but um I mean, it's tough for me because I
2: work for local government. So, like, that's right. You know, it obviously couldn't happen in its current state. You know, I think if things changed, maybe possibly, but I don't know. I mean, I watch what a lot
1: of our council members have to go through. and Have you ever made a phone call to a councilman for any reason? No. Do you feel that some of the decisions are dumb? And then, no, well, why did you? Because pers- this is my personality. I don't make calls to
2: councilmen. I usually if I run into one or whatever, I
1: well you're in a different bill. Yeah. You're in a different scenario than right. most people. Right? But
2: what I usually do, because I'm not in the I'm not in it with them. I don't know what they go through yeah. on a daily basis. I don't know stuff that happens behind closed doors and the decisions they have to make. So what I do is it's always supportive. Mm-hmm. Right. I just I almost err on the side of, hey, thank just thank you for serving. Mm-hmm. Thank Amen. you for somebody's gotta do it. Yeah. Right It's
0: a thankless job
2: It's a thankless job And so I try to be that guy that, that just says Hey man You know Y'all are doing a great job Yeah You know Appreciate your work Even if I don't necessarily agree With some of the stuff they do It yeah. doesn't matter Now I would change my mind If it was like A huge problem Maybe But I mean Even with me working For local government You know I, I gotta kind of Stay out of that But if I was in a, If it was a different scenario I'd be the same way And if I felt like It was super
1: bad I might try to run Or support somebody Who was running if the state came around, and mo- I'd say all of our listeners know that Kyle's a, a major YouTube guy, right? Um, pretty influential in that community. If the state of South Carolina want to regulate YouTube laws on how you post videos, would you feel the need to reach out to your local representative on that? Yeah, of course. Because it involves the, the yeah. direct business of what you're yeah. doing. Yeah. So you're saying you're not scared to reach out. That's what they're for, right? Yeah. You just hadn't had a reason to as of yet. Right. Right.
2: Right, right, and it's kind of lazy on my on my end. It really is because sure, I mean, you should you should always, you know, whether it's whether it's gun laws or anything that affects you. Sure, and I, mean, I know you're an avid hunter now. Yes, <laughs> well, I mean, bow hunting. So which okay. I, I would hunt with a gun too, but sure. you, you know, what I'm saying like, whatever. If it affects you in a way that, and not just because, I feel like everything you have to have a reason. There has to be some thought in it, right? Not sure. just
1: because you want to do whatever, like, but why do you want to do that? Well, why? that's what Megan was saying yeah. earlier. Like the biggest thing is you've got to be rooted in your why. Yeah. Not what's in it for me, So if it was, but why are you running?
2: If it, was ex- if it was really against my why and I felt like it was going to really hurt a lot of people in the long run, then yes, I, I think I'd be vocal about it. Now I have sent emails before okay. around the car industry. So, you know, the, the, they're trying to pass laws federally about exhaust and modification of cars, or um, basically they were saying that you can't, if it was ever a car that was manufactured on an assembly line and had a VIN tag, they tried to pass a law that says you cannot modify it, not even for racing. So you couldn't take a car that used to be a car and then just use it for racing, You know, even circle track around it. Current or that happened. They tried to pass it.
1: That's insane. I've never heard of that. That's insane. In the Midwest, Midwest is huge on demo derbies. Yeah. So you wouldn't be able to do that. That is the epitome of (laughs) modified. They were basically
2: trying to get do away with all of that. Like if you wanted to have a demo derby, you that you have to build the car from scratch. It couldn't be an original car from a factory. That's That's crazy. Yeah. And it would it would it would have hurt
1: all sorts of racing because everything comes from that, right? right? So, in other words, only stolen cars could be race cars. No, because they wouldn't have VIN number.
2: Oh, they took them off.
1: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But if it ever had a VIN number, oh, that's what I am saying. Well, it's not what you know; it's what you can
2: prove. So, there you go. I mean, you like you know, like a NASCAR would classify because that was never a
1: car; they just mm-hmm. built it. Hey, Robert Duval said it best: "There is nothing stock about a stock car." That's true. Days nothing, thunder, Right. Nothing, nothing. stock. <laughs> no, that Toyota camera. It's not a Toyota. <laughs> it's not a Toyota. No, thing. I no, promise you that. I'm it, with
2: you. First of all, Toyota doesn't make a V8. Well, I guess they do in the trucks, but they don't make a V8 in a car. Yeah. Them cars have V8s in them. That's right. That's right. So, I mean, like I said, I've sent emails. I used to uh, be a part of SEMA. Yeah. And so they would send out these emails. Hey, they're trying to pass this law. Yeah. You know, basically it's a cut and paste. Mm-hmm. Send this to your local congressman or whatever and- you know, let them sure, know. Sure. Let them know that you're, you uh, know, that you're aware
1: of what they're trying to do outside of your education realm. Have you ever sent a letter to your local house rep or senate?
0: Well, no. I went to DC and actually knocked on their door. And now, I want to hear. I want to
1: hear about your DC trip, or oh not your DC trip, your state house trip.
0: Well, What did you one? think about it? Yeah. This one. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay. I'm, gonna back, I'm gonna back you up a little. Yeah. Bit. Yeah. So, you went to D.C., knocked on their door. What was the issue at that time?
0: Well, so, I also now, give served... Me, give me
1: a time frame of what this was.
0: Okay, so, in 2010, 11, 12, 13, 14, all the way up till, I don't know, 16, 17, somewhere sure. in there. So, I've, I've also served as part of our South Carolina Association of Career and Technical Education Board. So, as part of that board, as being an advocate for everything career and technical education... I got the opportunity to go and advocate for funding and making sure that our legislators under legislators understood the importance of federal funding, not only for the technical school system, mm-hmm. but the high school <coughs> post-secondary uh, institutions, because that is what drives a lot of our Perkins. The, the Perkins funding is a, what drives the curriculum. And I mean, just all the nuts and bolts of career and technical education is that funding model. So that is that is driven down from the federal level. So what we would do is go, we call it climb the hill in Washington because you're literally climbing so many steps and visiting with all the legislators of South Carolina. So we'd go to Jeff Duncan's office, we'd go to Tim Scott's office, Joe Wilson, Will Clyburn, so many of these guys who had an impact to make sure that South Carolina's Perkins funding was protected uh for the high school agriculture programs auto mechan- auto mechanics programs all of career and tech right. so we would just go in set up meetings and maybe the legislator would be there maybe their staff person was there but we did have the opportunity one time to meet joe wilson and he took us on a tour from his office which was in one of the buildings i can't remember specifically which building his office is in but um then he took us over directly to the capitol and he walked us in they weren't in session but he walked us in and said this is where everything happens in that state house our capitol uh, gallery i mean that's where the state of the union address is 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 filmed and all all of everything happens in this one capitol building where um, jared and i actually got to visit a couple of years ago so that is why dc has such a, a such a special place in my heart yeah. is because a lot well, of things happened there. It, it did. No, it still does.
1: It yeah. did, for me. Yeah. Like, af- after all the bullshit.
0: Oh, it's still your capital.
1: I mean, it still is, but it, I just get really confused on how you lose the passion. Yeah. If you're ever in that room. Yeah. yeah. It is.
2: But if it, you do it your whole life mm-hmm. and you had the wrong intentions, you have the wrong why, That's right. Yeah.
1: then it's, Absolutely. I can see it. So as far as Columbia goes... Um, I love having the access. Like, I'm I'm not any politician. I'm yeah. just a guy. Ran into our beautiful lieutenant governor uh, at a lunch in or a, a something. I've heard her speak at a couple things I've been at, but I got a one on one with her standing there. I got ultra in my hand. She doesn't. Yeah. And we're just talking, and I just say, you know, we got to do lunch one day. And she's like, yeah, let's do that. Signed up. And so she grabbed her assistant, uh, Miss Saluda Zimp, who is more than patient with me, to set this up. And she said, "Miss Zimp, come here. Make sure that Mr. Ketterman gets on my calendar. So I worked it out with her assistant. And just having the access to our state politicians. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's great. So we set the meeting up after several reschedules of on all on me, right? And um, I was... Uh, going there for really no specific reason because that's a funny story I thought she would say oh that'd be nice
2: yeah 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 <laughs> and you never
1: say shit about it yeah but she didn't she she said, set the meeting up let's do it so never been to our state capital before I got the state flag tattooed on my back never been to our capital, so I was super uber excited yeah. about this trip I told Megan I was like you wanna go she's like of course of course it's our state capital." I've been before. I mm-hmm. took FFA kids there. Didn't, oh, yeah. I
0: mean, I've been to our state
1: capitol right. like, so many it times. It was, Megan's just like, mm, yeah, <laughs> okay. Mm. Cool, you got a meeting. But uh, yeah. <laughs> but but I do have uh, some school board questions for her if, if we're in the room. So. But we, we won't get into the details of the meeting. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But um while in, while Tim's security, you know, and all, I'm looking at all the granite. I mean, these aren't small granite rocks. And this is not our original state capitol. Our original state capitol, Mr. Sherman. Destroyed in Charleston. So we've erected a new one in Columbia umpteen hundred years ago or whatever. But uh, there's a statue of George Washington in front of our state capitol, and he's holding a sword, and half his sword is broke off. And nobody realizes this, but Sherman's troops broke it off when they stormed the original state capitol. Yeah. So when they put the statue back, they never repaired the statue. They just left it like it is. Super cool. Lots of history. Had a great uh, Mr. Kelly. um mm-hmm. Gave us a great uh, story, took us past the velvet ropes in the House of Reps. One of the coolest takeaways
0: in take- the, Senate.
1: And the Senate. One of the coolest takeaways, though, in the House of Reps, and this is old stuff, right? I've been meeting there for 100 years.
0: If you're going to the sword, that was in the Senate chambers. In the Senate? Yes.
1: In the Senate chambers. That's right. It's a good thing you brought her. Yeah, no question. I'm not a politician <laughs> yet. Um, but there's a sword in the glass, and so when they start, help me out, May, when so, they start legislation every...
0: When they start session every day in the spring, mm-hmm. um, there is a certain decorum and procedure that they go through. So our Senate President, Thomas Alexander, our great senator from Oconee County, mm-hmm. great guy. who presides over the meeting, is dressed in a purple robe, and he is entered into the chambers at that point, at the beginning of session, and... The uh, armed guards there hand him in white gloves a perfectly silver engraved sword. It is never touched with bare hands. Not They'll always. Not armed it.
1: guards like um, it's the it's the not master armed guards. Arms. Like yeah, 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 security. Yeah, yeah. This is like the guy. Pop
0: and circumstance guy. that
1: yeah. puts on white gloves yeah. and holds takes a sword out of a locked glass case, mm-hmm. holds it up to start the session, and when they do that ceremony. He places it in two hooks that is bolted to the main cabinet. When that sword touches the two hooks, <laughs> so cool! It produces a current of electricity and lights all the lights. Starts up. it up. Yeah, That's
0: it's just the. I mean, it gives me cold chills. Yeah, right?
1: yeah. Because we we're doing this since our con- South Carolina Constitution. Yeah, yeah. So okay. I'm sure there's history in that why they had a sword there. Here's well, what's crazy. And the sword Probably to protect themselves. Was actually like,
0: stolen. This
1: is the best part. The original sword was made in France, seventeen hundred something.
0: Dedicated to the state of South Carolina by the country of France, and in nineteen forty one, one it was stolen or misplaced or somehow something happened. Something happened.
1: Somebody's got it hanging on their wall in their living and room, so, and there's a
0: new sword.
1: So I'm thinking, he, I'm hearing this story, and I'm going, man, I'm calling my boy Nicholas Cage. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're going on a treasure hunt. There's a story behind this sword. Somebody has yeah. this somebody sword. Yeah, somebody has it. Like they had to uh, – somebody, somebody very up, uppity up made a new sword just for our state. I think
0: the king of France may have made the I'd, second I'd, I'd one I'd have to go back something. to the
1: history, yeah. but this, the sword that is used is not the original sword, but there is the original sword, and somewhere. it's somewhere – yeah, like I'd love to go back and start interviewing and just do the whole process, like uh, like an unsolved mystery Got kind to of figure of. out where it's at. Oh my gosh! Yeah. And I did hear, I I didn't get any of the details, but there is a sizable mm-hmm. reward. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sure mm-hmm. if you find the, the sword, like I'll never have to pay state income taxing. <laughs> they, they would give you the reward and then charge you income tax. Or. So if anybody is listening to this, maybe our contact in Russia. Hey. <laughs> if anybody has a any information regarding our lost sword of the state of South Carolina House yeah. of, no, Senate. Senate. Or even Senate. some interesting Senate. facts on it that we, yeah. we didn't mention. That'd be cool. Let us know. What I did learn after I did my own research was the original sword also came up missing, but they had found it. And so they went, weren't really worried about it. The state, as a state, wasn't worried about the this sword being gone because it just somebody play, played a prank or yeah, whatever yeah. and returned it. Not this case. We've been like 60, 70, 80, 90 years without our original sword. Yeah. So crazy stuff. But the state house, if, you, if, if you're in South Carolina and you grew up here, you lived here, go to Columbia. Tour it. Go to your state house. They got a little yeah. gift shop. Buy a coaster. Yeah, you know, it's you know, like about we talked. It's like we talked about. You know,
2: you almost everybody should have to, and I haven't done it, so I can't. But I know the importance of of kind of feeling our history, right? You have to where we came from.
1: That's right.
2: You know, there's there's some bad things, but there's a lot of good things that we need to kind of continue to do. We don't want to lose. That's right. That's right. So, and history always repeats itself. That's what yeah. they say.
1: In some well, aspect.
2: I mean, listen, this, this country is built a certain way, mm-hmm. and we've got where we're at now because of the way that it was built. And I feel like we need to kind of keep it in the guardrails of that. You know, obviously some changes are fine, but the main guardrails need to continue to point us in the right direction. Well,
0: my thought is, is that if if kids aren't exposed to our state house, then they're not going to respect the authority and the policies and the procedures and the the decorum of such a level of, governing body. If we can't instill that into our children, then no wonder they're not, you know, understand that civics and why this country was founded with a constitution and we have a state constitution. No wonder. I mean, I
2: think a lot of people lose a lot of, I say people, a lot of young folks that are losing that now, they have no idea, you know, how we compare, say to other countries
3: Mm -hmm. or, you
1: know, or what we fought for Mm -hmm. to be where we're at today. What well, we sacrificed. Yeah. Who in our family sacrificed their lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For the definition of freedom.
2: So I, I think you were telling me about seeing what, what is that the cemetery in D.C.
1: Uh, Arlington. Yeah, Oh, yeah. uh, if you don't cry when you walk through Arlington and watch the changing of the guards, you're not an American. Yeah. Uh, it just it it hits home. You it, realize how much sacrifice. It, it blows yeah. your mind. And what I not I don't want to say what I love about Arlington. I've never been to a more perfect sacred. place yeah. it's very sacred. because everything is symmetrical no matter where your eyes go all the tombs all the tombstones are in a line of some way short of fashion yeah. if from a drone aspect it just looked like lines of tombstones but as you walk down the the pathways all the crosses are everybody like it's all just it's perfect yeah and then jfk's tomb is there and he's got a flame that always it always is lit yeah. Just a lot of cool history there. Tons yeah. of cool history there. Right, if you don't, if you hadn't visited your state capital, no matter where you live, go for no other reason just to go visit where you're from. Yeah, just to and, yeah. where, and where your leaders are from. Get enlightened. If you hadn't been to DC, uh regardless of who you voted for, go. Because yeah. this is the country that we live in. This is the country that gives us the freedom to have an open podcast to say whatever we want to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. You're this at? is the country where we're at. If we were in some countries. Wouldn't we have. would have to underground this stuff, and be on the like, be on the, somebody be busting down our doors and putting us in jail for some of the things that we're saying. Yeah, like I don't ever take my freedom for granted, ever. Yeah, yeah. I agree. No matter how bad it gets. Yeah, I right? think if
2: there was a north a north star for me when it comes to government in general, it's freedom. Mm-hmm. It's like freedom first, mm-hmm. and then under that we can figure everything else out. Yeah, right. And what because if, without freedom, everything else goes. Mm-hmm kind of crazy. Like, yeah. you know, once once you lose
1: your freedom, then you have no rights to any of the things below it. Yeah, and we're not the only free country in the world, right? There's probably 40 or 50 other countries that have freedom, right? We're not all locked up under yeah. walls and and being told what we can and can't say. Right. Right. But this is where we live and it's certainly one of the freest places to me. Yeah, I agree. I'm appreciative to be here. Good one. For everybody
2: listening that has mm-hmm. is. Doing any sort of public service, my hats off to you. Thank you. It's a thankless job, yep. like you said, and somebody's got to do it. Yep.
1: So we it's appreciate an honor. you.
0: Honor to serve people who elected me.
1: Megan, thanks for stopping by the podcast. Yeah, today. it would be caught her off guard big time. <laughs> she walked in, sat down. We're like, hey, she's like, you want me to do what? <laughs> <laughs> Which is well, fine.
0: maybe one day I'll get to come on and talk cattle and we're going to do that
1: I, I, agriculture. We're, we're going to have three different Megans on. Yeah, we could have we're, we're gonna, we could have Doctor Megan Gutterman on. We could have cattlemen. Megan, Megan Ketterman, come on. We're going to have school district Megan I, Ketterman come on. I really want
0: to. Property manager Megan <laughs> Ketterman. That's right. You've
1: probably heard her voice because yeah, she, no she's on the ad eight episodes. Oh, yeah. com. I That's
2: definitely want to do the cattle thing. Yeah. Um,
0: well, and um, Greg Kutu is not going to outdo me. I plan to, if y'all do invite me on, Uh-oh. I plan to bring you a steak taste test.
1: Ooh. Testing.
0: Okay. That's my thought.
2: All right. We're
1: making that happen. I got That means I got to <laughs> buy a grill. <laughs> Cook outside. <laughs> outside, yeah. We're gonna
0: have an outside girly.
1: Yeah, no doubt. At the
0: South Cat Syndicate podcast. Oh, yeah.
1: Miss Ketterman, always a pleasure seeing you,
0: Doctor Ketterman. For so, you,
1: I know that. You know what's funny is that's the <laughs> way his phone reads
2: when I he calls. I'm so kidding. She never, put it in there.
0: I did not. We,
2: you called one day and it laid up on his <laughs> truck. It said Doctor Ketterman. I was like, really? <laughs> she put it
1: in there.
0: Oh, you know better.
1: <laughs> All right, good one. Thanks, everybody. That's a wrap. Well, thank you.